0: On today's episode of Talkin' Tom, we're on our way to infinity and beyond with Toy Story 3, starring my dad, Tom Hanks.
1: Toy Story 3 is a 2010 computer-animated comedy drama directed by Lee Unkrich and concludes the Toy Story trilogy until Toy Story 4 releases. My <laughs> mom always said, life was like a box of chocolates. <laughs> Stop crying!
0: What's up, Hanks heads? Hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Talkin' Tom, the Pod Hanks Tomcast, where we watch Tom Hanks movies and then we talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> we never know what My name's Josie. We should, I'm Daniel. What were you we're, gonna say? We're like
1: so many episodes into this, and every time I wait as if there's going to be a like more than a pause. Something positive. else to
0: say? Yeah.
1: I don't know what I'm expecting. Well, I'm just waiting for like subversion, some of kind some sort. of sign. Yeah.
0: Well. Uh, what is it? June?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ish? Something. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah, it's early June.
0: Yeah. Like we talked about in our last episode, we're recording a few episodes in advance because I'm in uh, another country right now for work. Yeah. And it sucks. Just kidding. Actually, I'm sure I'm having a great time. Probably.
1: It looks beautiful from your Instagram post. <laughs>
0: Thank you. You follow me? <laughs> yes. Um, okay, yeah. Brief little sidetrack. We watched the movie Toy Story 3 today.
1: But yes. Weirdly, our, by complete happenstance, our Toy Story, our viewing habits, including our little breaks that we had to take, or, you know, we have a delay, have somehow led us up to Toy Story 3 being the movie that, releases, that we released for podcasts right before Toy Story 4, by complete happenstance. It's and I'm It's like, so that's,
0: Hank's happenstance. Yeah. Happen, oh my, <laughs> Hank's happenstance. That is pretty nuts.
1: I, I'm really happy about that.
0: These things just kind of seem to happen.
1: Yeah. this is. I don't remember, I, we've talked about this before, about other weird things lining up. Yeah. Like, um, anniversaries and... Yeah. Huh. I like... We have Hanks on our side.
0: Yeah. Hopefully we'll get to meet him soon. <laughs> yeah.
1: An angel. Hark the Hanks... Sing,
0: uh, Harold the Hanks. don't know I was going with that. Hanks will sing. Well, yeah. it's another beautiful day in Los Angeles. Hey,
1: we're in the mid-80s now? Yeah. At, at the time of recording, I'm sure at the time of listening, is it's probably like a, scorching. a
0: blistering hundred degrees it's the end <sighs> That's of fine. times. That's fine. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah. We watched the movie... Um, And now we're in the office recording. Normally we're recording the living room.
1: Indeed, indeed.
0: Kevin slept on my feet during the movie.
1: (laughs) She's a great... When she's calm, she's a great movie-watching buddy. Yeah. Sometimes she's reactive. Most of the time she just wants to cuddle.
0: I'm really enjoying her company. She's great.
1: I'm a fan. Big fan of her.
0: So, let's talk about Toy Story 3. Yes. Have you seen this movie before?
1: Many times. Okay. Though not recently. It's been... I saw it a few times in theaters and I watched it. Um, weirdly, is one of the first things I did when I moved to Chicago for college. We did, we did. I say weekly, but they were like every other day. Sometimes daily movie nights, because <laughs> um, we're all like you know making friends and this came out and I remember I bought it and played it because I was really curious. Like I wasn't sure film school and like you know there's a lot of people with a lot of great taste, mm-hmm. great taste. You know they have right. taste. <laughs> to what they think um, but like universally everyone loved it and like I watched a bunch of people who are now very close friends of mine cry and it was awesome I was like this is dead I was hoping that
0: because was always that worry of right are we going to get along yeah uh, I have two questions my first one is did you cry while we watched this
1: not this time I'm I've I've become I know what's coming enough and I have a weird like I know what's to, I it didn't I mean I still makes me it makes me misty but I didn't cry the first time I saw it I absolutely cried okay I was telling you guys before the movie that when this came out, my mother, who took me to see the first two in theaters when I was a kid, really wanted to go, and I'd already seen it, and I was like, you cannot see it. (laughs) I leave in like two weeks for college. Like, you cannot watch this movie. And she still hasn't seen it. She's waiting for, I'm going to watch it with her this year sometime when I visit home, and then we'll go see Toy Story 4 together, is the plan.
0: Okay. So I know you and I are similar in age, Mm -hmm. even though you're a year older than me, but I feel, I was, we were talking about this before the movie that we can kind of relate so much to the character Andy just because when he was going to college, is like when you and I were both yeah. getting ready to leave for school. So I, um, it's weird though. How how are you a year older than me? I,
1: I, um, year did you I did two years, I graduated in 2008. And I did two years... I had a scholarship for two years to a, a junior college oh. that I did to get an associates and then I moved in 2010 to Chicago. Got it. So um, I had a bit of a delay. And then I started, I say, as a freshman, because I was started at a new college, okay, um, so to speak.
0: Did you graduate in two years?
1: Three. The film school I went to would not take my Oklahoma oh, junior college right. film classes, which is fine. I got more out of it, but... Um, I had a film professor there named uh, Matthew Edwards who is just a, a beautiful human and like very passionate filmmaker and film history teacher. And so I had a, you wouldn't think I came into college, but he is, he was a, a lovely, lovely person. Huh. So shout out to him if you ever listen to this.
0: Yeah. Hey, Matthew. Uh, cool.
1: What about you? Did, so were you going to college
0: also or had you already gone? No, it was the summer before I left. And I remember my sister and I took... My little brother, who was probably like six or seven at the time, like so tiny. And we literally only went to that movie because we thought he would like it. Yeah, We we were not expecting. And as I think probably a majority of people that watch this movie were not expecting it to kind of like just hit you in the gut.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I remember we went to a midnight
0: screening. Oh, damn. And could not
1: believe it was sold out. I couldn't believe the amount of children that were there yeah. with parents who clearly wanted to see it immediately. Uh huh. Um,
0: At midnight, yikes! Yeah,
1: I remember it being. Maybe it was earlier, but I feel like that's before we started doing movies earlier. I think it was still a midnight, and huh. uh, it's cool.
0: Yeah, a real treat. Just like a sweet. Do you know what the running time on this one is?
1: Um, I think like an hour and forty three minutes.
0: Okay, you think <laughs> that sounds exact?
1: I think I think I saw it on the thing. I guess okay. I had a computer. No, yet.
0: I mean listen. I think. Uh, the movie is great to watch. I was excited. I, I didn't want it to be over, to be honest. Yeah. It's been a minute. I don't think I've seen it a second time. I've only seen it the one time in theaters, okay. I think. So it was nice to watch again.
1: How do you feel about them coming back for four?
0: I feel good, I guess. Well, how it's, do you feel?
1: It's weird because it's a thing where... I rewatched we re-watched three, and even when they announced four, like, I don't need four. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I needed four, because right. three ends at, like, the last shot is the first shot of the first movie. And it is? It's like, because it starts on Andy's wallpaper in his room, and it comes down, oh. and then this one ends with the sky. So it has, like, this perfect book ending, but at the same time, like, I rewatched it, and like you said, I don't want it to be over, so the idea of more is good, like, I'll take it. Yeah. And then we watched the trailer for the fourth one again, and it looks really good, so. Yeah. I hope it's great. I feel like... I think one of the filmmakers said that they wouldn't have made it if they didn't have the script to justify it.
0: That's the I kind of like trust I have in them as well yeah. as a viewer. Just like, I know they're not going to give this to me if it's not worth it. It
1: would be cool because I think we talked in the first one about some um, outdated, there were some outdated issues in like, gender politics and stuff that the movie had. Yeah, um, And I think there are moments in each that sort of make improvements. But even this one has like a few moments that are a little they're outdated yet again yeah the fourth one looks to be something that kind of embraces the idea even like especially with like Bo Peep in the fourth trailer yeah like is embracing the idea of like she was an issue we had in the first movie we know that now we're going to rectify it
0: we're gonna give her her whole deal yeah yeah so let's talk about this movie well let's summarize where we left off with these characters in Toy Story 1 and 2 yeah um and then summarize the third movie sure does that yeah. Okay. So what's the last time we saw Andy? They moved to a new house? Yeah, is that the they the movie? They moved to
1: a new house at the end of
0: the first, one. first movie. Oops, okay. So the
1: first movie is about we meet Buzz um, uh-huh. and through Woody's jealousy, he knocks Buzz out a window. There's a whole adventure of them getting back before moving day.
0: Okay. Then they move. Okay. And then the second one is about the guy who collects the toys. He's
1: kidnapped, yeah.
0: Okay. And they're inside that cool toy store, Al's yeah. Toy Marn. Barn. Yeah, Al's Toy Yeah.
1: And then they and that's escape where we meet Jesse. that. Yeah, we meet Jesse. He saves Jesse and uh, Bullseye. Bullseye. And um, then we move. And they get, a... no, they get a puppy at the end of the first one. The puppy's a part of the second one. And then at the end of the, f- the, f- the second one, I think they're just back together, but now they're expanded and there's a beautiful, bigger family.
0: Yeah, and Jesse learned that you can like have a family.
1: Yeah, it's pretty dark about abandonment and right. sort of trust issues.
0: Jesse's toy owner, the first one, was named Josie, right? <laughs> Maybe I feel like <laughs> I think that's why I remember it. Um, okay, so Toy Story three credits open. Yeah, what do we? Where are we at?
1: So Andy's going to college. He's seventeen, and he's packing up his room, which I think I assume we all had to sort of do to some degree. Mm-hmm. Which, and you're, he's deciding. What's going with him to college, what's going in the attic, and what's being donated or trashed. And he has to make these decisions about his toys, and he decides he's going to put most of his toys, except for Woody, into the attic. And then through a series of mishaps, the toys are thrown away by accident. Woody has to save them, but then they're taken, and they ultimately end up in a daycare center by mistake. And the daycare is run by a big corrupt pink man. teddy bear. <laughs> uh, his name, I've forgotten. Razo um, and you basically find out that the, the daycare is actually there are people the toys that run it are maybe evil kind mm-hmm. of a dictator and um, Woody escapes to try and go back to be with Andy to go to college but in the process is taken to another girl named Bonnie who's a little girl's house mm-hmm. meets some new toys and learns that the daycare is this evil place and uh, so he returns to save them and they escape And then we feature that moment that we'll talk about later. But they escape, and in the end, they end up back with Andy. And Andy decides to donate them to Bonnie.
0: Yeah.
1: I think with Woody's help, I think he writes something to her. But so all the toys end up with Bonnie in the end to continue their adventures as toys. And Andy leaves, and Woody looks at him. We'll we'll get to the ending later.
0: We get some good growth from Andy. Yeah. Who's kind of been a peripheral character in the first two. This one is very central.
1: Yeah, it's kind of cool. I think that's why this one, for a long, we'll talk about. I think how we would rank them later. But for a long time, this one was my favorite because I think I saw this at the exact moment that I was living it. Yeah. Um. I didn't have the same type of attachment to toys, but just the idea of what they represent.
0: It's the symbolic, like, it's the meaning of it.
1: Yeah. And so I really like left feeling this movie. Which I have, why I haven't returned to it for so long? Yeah. I just like liked. I liked that feeling and was like, I'm gonna. Yeah, live with it for a
0: while I don't I know we have a million other things to talk about but I just remember I think something um, that is like so nice that you and I were the same age as the main character or as one of the main characters in this movie when it came out it just like gives you a different perspective I can't really think of any other movies well I guess I can there's a few other movies that have that same like feeling to me but Those were feelings that are really scary of like leaving things behind that made you a kid and knowing that you need to grow up, but you don't you're scared. You don't like, even Andy's reluctant. Like he doesn't want to pack up his room until the last minute until he has to. And
1: that makes it like, it's too real.
0: real. Yeah. And I, I think I went to see that movie and that's probably why I cried so much is because I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to be leaving. Yeah.
1: It's also the strange. I have a weird association with movies, and especially movies in theaters, where like a theater experience to me as a kid is like so much more substantial than like a home video thing, mm. where it felt because I couldn't rewatch it. I had to just like see it and then like live with it till it came out. And yeah. in a kid's mind, who knows when you'll get it again? So even Toy Story three scene, it has a different impact because I remember the audience and like the like sniffles and tears around mm-hmm. you. So that's sort of subconsciously in my brain when I think about it.
0: Yeah. We haven't watched a movie together, one of these movies together in a while.
1: No, we've watched all the Toy Stories together, but it's been our schedules have been too hard to watch stuff. But
0: Yeah. It's kinda it nice. nice to, yeah. Yeah. It's nice
1: to have some time to go over stuff, some of the more especially something like we just did Charlie Wilson's War and Angels and Demons and they're like plot heavy, really gotta pay attention and like have some time to think it over. Yeah. Um whether that shows by me in the actual <laughs> podcast is <laughs> to be known. But uh this is something that definitely lends a little more toward like We've seen it. We have an immediate reaction to it. Type
0: yeah, of thing. yeah. Easy to kind of start unpacking it immediately. So, um, notably, Bo Peep is not in this movie. Yes. Right? She's not. Is no. she in the second one? She's in the bedroom across the way, right?
1: I think you see her. I think I feel like you see her in the second one because then they open this one with you know everyone. Is that everyone? They make a roll call.
0: Yeah, and I mean, they just... say like
1: everyone's left, and he like makes a comment about Bo Peep. Yeah. So it's like, I, I'm curious if they had the idea for what was to come or if that was just a way to, like, write her out.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I just, like, don't even know why. Because she, she was supposed
1: to be Woody's love interest.
0: Yeah. So why take that away from him? And We're also,
1: find out. did he
0: ever hook up with Barbie?
1: Oh, uh, no, he wouldn't do that. Mm. That we can get right off the bat with that Barbie rules in this movie.
0: Yeah, she's she's awesome. like
1: playing everyone, and she has that line um, that about I meant to the write politics. Down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll find it and I'll, I'll bring it up, but it's so good.
0: Um, are there any other? I mean, a lot. That etch a sketch toy that I loved so much is gone.
1: Uh, the Wheezy?
0: Yeah, the penguin They're, that they saved.
1: Yeah, he gone.
0: Um, and then we get to see Sid for a little bit.
1: Yeah, there's a Sid cameo. He's a garbage man that loves metal music.
0: Just like smashing shit.
1: Wait, I found the quote. It's, Authority should derive from the cons- authority should derive from the consent of the governed, not from the threat of force.
0: Yeah, and she like says it all cheerfully. It's really, de- yeah. Out of nowhere. Like the whole movie you kind of think like, oh, she's just pretty Barbie. And then she, yeah, like you said, she's kind of the mastermind.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then there are some new characters. Yes. Um... That little cute dinosaur, the Triceratops. Oh, from, yes. Um, in Bonnie's room, I'm just like naming them as I think of them. I was trying
1: to think of their. I can't remember all the names. It's uh, Trixie.
0: Trixie, there's that unicorn.
1: There's Buttercup. Yeah. There's Dolly. Oh right. And Stretch.
0: Who's Stretch?
1: Oh, I think Stretch is um the.
0: Uh, isn't it the octopus? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that okay. would make sense. I could be wrong, but no, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Um, Ken. You mean Ken? Who's fun? Played by
1: Michael Keaton, which is really dumb. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize
0: that. Ken's got some weird undertones.
1: Yeah, there's there's some stuff in Ken that I'm like, okay.
0: Yeah, like I get why that was like funny in 2010, but no.
1: yeah, like, no, it sort of it 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 borders on like kind of like a like, gay panic type of thing where they're like making totally. fun of. Um, it doesn't I mean, I have I can't make a real statement on it, except that it's it has aged very poorly in that regard. Yeah. Um
0: unfortunately. Um,
1: but at the same time, if you if you remove that then he can just be an iconic, like, is who he is person and I think that's kinda dope if you just yeah. cut out like the dumb reactions people have to things. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh there's also that baby.
1: <laughs> the scary baby. With
0: the blinking eye. Yeah. Um, the monkey with the symbols. I don't know. Is this helpful to name all of them? I don't know. <laughs> There's a bunch of strong people. Yeah, I think the, the most important is this um, Lotso Hugs, yeah. the, the bear who's been wronged. We get his origin story through the movie. Um,
1: kind of a similar thing to Jesse. He was yeah. abandoned by accident. Yeah. But when he returns to his owner's house, he makes it back and he discovers he's been replaced by another one of him. And he takes that as a sign of anger at who abandoned him. Or who what people did, you know, they don't love me anymore type of thing. That's mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting because most of the other villains, except... No, I guess the the Prospector didn't get a... He was bad to the end. They don't really get redeemed. Oh, right. In the Toy Story movies. Zurg does. That doesn't really count, though.
0: Does Zurg show up in the credits? Yeah. Is that him showing up at the daycare? Yeah. That's funny.
1: <laughs> but I think in, in Toy Story 1, Sid doesn't get redeemed, really. He gets scared and then clearly makes decisions that lead him to have a steady job. Yeah. But then Prospector management. doesn't. Make and then Lonzo doesn't. Lotso doesn't.
0: Lotso doesn't. Yeah.
1: But a quick side note, Bonnie's or uh, Andy's mom is played by Lori Metcalf.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I know she's in a lot of stuff, like Roseanne, but I only think of her from Ladybird and yeah. I I love her.
0: Yeah. You mentioned she's just like a soothing voice. It's like she, she
1: should like it's just like immediately recognizable, but also the most mom voice. Mm-hmm. Where it just says like she says things and I'm like,
0: mother? Well, here's my thing, though. She's essentially the catalyst of like every bad thing that ever happens in these movies. <laughs>
1: but by being not like a bad mom, no, she, she just,
0: just throws shit out yeah. that she just shouldn't. Yeah, just wait. I know you want to get it all done today. She did
1: tell him to put there's an attic box. Yeah, so put it partially on Andy. Yeah, put everyone in a trash bag.
0: But why she got to do everything this minute? Can't yeah. she just?
1: But my mom was kind of like that. She was stuff I had to get done. If it wasn't going to get done, it was going to get done her way. Yeah. And even, like, this idea, like, she's being helpful, I'll get this out of the way, it's in the way. And she looks legitimately sorry when he reveals...
0: Yeah. And he didn't really portray to her or, like, express to her how meaningful those toys were. Yeah. He's kind of, like, actively trying to pretend they didn't mean anything, actually. I don't know. It's complicated.
1: It's a complicated world, these toy movies.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Um... I what's the main message of this
1: i don't know it's there's a big focus on family again
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but also i think this idea of like they kind of go back to the idea of like where your place is and like the idea of growing up but even for andy it's also for the toys because there's really interesting dynamics of like woody sort of is ready to give up all of his friends to do this thing that he's like think he's meant to do and then sort of gradually realizes that we're not meant for maybe not just meant for one thing. We can change and evolve, and he has to learn that. The other toys seem much more receptive to that because they think they're being dumped, and so they'll change. They sort of have like this kind of like Lotso. this like well, they didn't want us anymore. Like we're done. But um, since Woody knows the truth, and he has to make a change to be open to change almost because he's very opposed to it. He's a stubborn yeah. cowboy.
0: What is was really interesting to me in this movie, and maybe I just hadn't really paid attention as much as I should have in the first two. But I really appreciate about him that he, he's such like a natural leader, but I think something that's really easy to forget when you're around people who are natural leaders is that they're also people too. Yeah. So he's putting on this brave face, like everything's going to be fine. We're going to end up in the attic. It will be great. Andy will never leave us. Like, I promise you. And then he kind of, you see him wrestle with like, am I being, am I telling the truth? Yeah. Am I just putting on a brave face so that everyone else can be happy? He's I like a, that.
1: He's a really cool main character uh, because he is. He's very flawed. He's flawed in all these movies, but in really relatable ways. And you watch him, you watch how he learns about himself, but also how his friends kind of bring that to him. Mm-hmm. It's not just his burden alone. It's sort of always a thing. Like he gets to share it. That's like sort of the, the thing with family. Yeah. Um,
0: he's yeah. very, very frequently tempted um, by the thought of like leaving the thing that he loves the most yeah it's like almost like again (laughs) come on yeah
1: having watching this in close proximity it is funny that there's kind of a through line of a basic thing to get them in the situation they're at but then the way that they handle it and what they learn is always different yeah
0: but he Uh, always goes back
1: as he should family family is family in this and uh yeah, it's sort of all. I mean, in that with that regard, I mentioned at the beginning. There's there's moments at the end that really test you as an audience member, of what's to come emotionally. They end up uh, at the dump. Yeah. And it's gross. And they end up in a, a furnace. And they save. There's a whole, you know, arc of them fighting with Lotso, and then. Getting sent to the dump with him, and then Lazzo's trapped, and they save him from certain death. And then the moment he gets the chance to save them, he doesn't, because he doesn't see the change he He's wants never them gone. Grows. Yeah. And so there's a moment where they, uh, they're in a furnace, and they all hold hands, and it's like a really long and like beautiful thing. If there's nothing spoken, they're like, "What do we do?" And he looks at Buzz. They look for like the, the leaders of the group.
0: Yeah. And they have
1: no answers, and so they just hold hands and they pull in close together and like await their fate. Together,
0: it's hardcore. It's
1: pretty nuts. It's
0: like, yeah, like that the is music's too like something. Oh, I the music in this movie, and maybe it's just, I don't know. I should pay more attention to things like that in movies. Uh, I've been trying to lately. Mm-hmm. Um, really impactful. It's you just don't even. That's what the point of I think a good score is, right? That it just happens and it just makes you feel things without even yeah. realizing it. But like, ugh, God, it's so good in these movies.
1: It really can mess with you too. Yeah, it makes you feel like insecure, your heart's racing.
0: <laughs> You're like, what's happening? I've just been sitting here the whole time.
1: I show. We'll have to tweet it or put it on the show notes. But there's a great video of a prank someone pulled on their parents, <laughs> where he shows his mom the movie, but he edits before he watches it so that the movie fades out at the furnace scene, and so the, it fades to the credits and there's sort of this like piano last moment uh, oh. and she starts to freak out <laughs> the and like, that's like, the end
0: what are the kids going to think yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, and, then, awesome. and then it doesn't stop there because then we move to Andy to finally kind of figuring out what he's going to do and he's going to donate everything to Bonnie this little girl that, that um, his, his mom knows the mother of and he explains who each person is and then sort of what they mean to him and it's, like, really beautiful because you're watching him grow up. But at the same time, we see him play with him for the last time and, like, be a kid. Oh, like, my, he is a kid. Oh, God. And it's really beautiful. It's a really beautiful scene. I like cried... I think, sorry, go ahead. No, please, please. I
0: cried more during that part than the furnace thing.
1: I think, in my mind, the furnace was what always got me. me and then too. this time, as far I was like, oh, no. Yeah. The furnace is, is sad, but I know there's a happy ending. But that doesn't matter that there's an ending to that. Like, that's still... And, uh... But we spent time with Bonnie, so we know like the kind of owner she's, she's going like to be.
0: She's like
1: Andy. Just like Andy. She with has a great fashion imagination.
0: Sense. Oh yeah, stellar fashion inspo. Icon. Meg Ryan is like quaking.
1: <laughs> I would love it if that was the inspiration.
0: <laughs> I'm going to show up to the Toy Story 4 uh, premiere in, in Cowboy's rainbows and the tutu <laughs> as Bonnie. <laughs> that's who I cosplay as.
1: Uh, and then there's sort of like the perfect last moment of the film as Andy gets in his car to drive away and he sees them all on the porch and says, like, thanks for everything, guys, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. And then they all get up to watch him drive and he says... Uh,
0: so long, partner. So long,
1: partner. Oh.
0: <laughs> and I cried. I'll yeah, admit
1: it. It's so good. Endings are so tough to nail. Yeah. And Pixar's really gifted in, in setup. They have a lot of movies like Up... And sort of like they have like these great foundations of how to start movies. And I'm really good at endings, but I think this is just for a trilogy, ending a storyline this long must be daunting. And then to have sort of, maybe that's why there's like sort of this conversation of is Toy Story 4 necessary? Because that is such a pinnacle of like, you wrapped up everything you needed to. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And this character is like, well, people would like to know what happens and we'll know what happens, but it wraps up the Andy saga. Yeah. So perfectly.
0: And it just, it's like, they, they're they so smart. They put it out at the same time, all the kids who probably watched those first movies. They knew what they were like, doing. It's like, it's just brilliant.
1: That's why I want to, I'm curious if this one, if four will still move toward hitting the people that grew up with it. So if it's now going to be something about, if it brings into adulthood at all, or if it's tailored more of what kids who saw Toy Story 3 when they were young, but then when they were like more Bonnie, cause, cause it's it kind of for them.
0: Like Bonnie is like Bonnie's still the same age in this movie. Yeah. It's almost like it picks up, like, probably a couple years after. It kind of feels that. the
1: same as, like, Toy Story 2 is a Toy Story 1, that time of yeah. time jump. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm very curious about it. Wow, Disney's going to make so much money this year.
0: Yeah, from us. <laughs> they have,
1: I mean, just in terms of what they own, Captain Marvel,
0: mm.
1: Avengers Endgame, Toy Story 4, Frozen 2. Disney Plus. Aladdin, uh, Lion King, oh, Star um, Wars.
0: Yeah.
1: All the money. Star Wars Land is opening Disney World?
0: That's right? soon. That's in like a couple months.
1: Yeah. I'm not ready to talk about that.
0: Okay. We don't have to talk about that yet. Don't cry, Daniel. It's all good. <laughs>
1: it's all good. Wow.
0: So uh, besides this like extraordinarily sad moments, there's also some very funny, um, just like comedy moments, right? Yeah. I could think a few of us. Uh, we both love that tortilla thing. Which tortilla
1: thing is like one of the best, like...
0: Visual, like, gags. Yeah.
1: That entire... The physical comedy of that bit is unbelievable. And I I forgot that it happened. And it's just unreal in every regard. So it's, it's so stupid and so <laughs> wonderful.
0: So it's... they've The toys have all kind of realized that this daycare where they're staying in the little kid's room is, like, not the place to be. So they got to... Get out! It kind of turns into almost like a heist style movie yeah. where they lay out the perimeter. They're like, "Here's here's what's gonna get in your way. Here's how," and then they gotta avoid it and get out, make it to the dumpster, the where the truck comes. And in part of that, Mr. Potato Head gets put into the sandbox and is left with just his pieces, not his potato <laughs> body. So they just kind of and it, what I love is when they just like, "Quick, get the tortilla!" Like as if we would know what that would mean. Yeah. And then and then he plugs his little like nose and ears and stuff into this flappy tortilla. And it's just stupid. It's
1: gross and kind of wonderful.
0: I remember when I saw the movie in theaters, the the thing that just killed was Buzz Lightyear Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't even, it's very, it's just clever.
1: It is, it's so funny. And the animation of it, this idea that like a different language thing would shift the personality. Right. To um, this like
0: sexy, like salsa dancer type. Yeah. Like Enrique Iglesias.
1: The most beautiful voice. Totally. Spanish is such a beautiful language.
0: He's still in love with Jesse though.
1: I do. I love that. that every, every, t- no matter what happens to Buzz in the movie, he always has like this
0: little crush on her. Yeah. It's so cute. Um, Yeah. That part. It's just, it's just to play with those things. And we, in the beginning too, we both laughed really hard at the, um, it's when Andy's like playing with them and, Miss Porkchop like drops the monkeys. Yes, at, like, it's an, an
1: atomic bomb.
0: Yeah, it's just clever. It's like the
1: opening scene is super cool.
0: Yeah,
1: the opening scene's in all like because the second one had like the video game thing, and
0: yeah,
1: it's sort of the test of like I always feel like these were like Pixar being like, Look what we've accomplished in animation now.
0: Mm.
1: It's great.
0: Did you notice a big difference animation style between this one and the second one?
1: Um, not as much. It's been a little bit since we've watched it, so I don't, I mean, it's definitely like. Beautiful and so colorful. The first to the second one was a huge jump, I thought. Yeah. Um, And I guess it had to have been a a bigger one, but I've I've watched a few Pixar movies in between and a few animated stuff, so I don't have it quite as clear what the second one looked like. Yeah. I remember being, when we watched the first one, how much different it looked,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which I kind of like. I I always have this weird, I've seen, you know, it's really popular in video games right now to remaster things and make them look modern. And I understand that to a degree, but I, I love that it's a time capsule. Like, mm-hmm. look what we accomplished in 2005 totally. and here's what 2010 looks like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, what other scenes are like very fun? I love the Ken fashion show. The whole Ken yeah. line. I mean, let's talk about it. So Ken is, is a very, um, fuck, what is it called? When they're, oh my fucking God. <laughs> Do you know what I'm thinking of?
1: Um, there's a new word for, isn't it zaddy?
0: Oh, maybe. That's not the word kind of I was thinking zaddy. of. But I, I learned that
1: word recently. What
0: is it when someone's like, oh, metrosexual. Like, okay. he's like got this great fashion sense. He is not ashamed of it. He's also very like... Strong in his sexuality, yeah. he seems to be heterosexual because he's attracted to Barbie, who yeah. identifies as female. But the movie is, is, of course, like the whole butt of the—he's the butt of the joke that, like, oh, maybe he likes dudes because he wears fashion. Like,
1: yeah, I, I noted that they—they they never say anything. It's never, always a reaction shot. Yeah, which is played. I I can't tell if it's played for the idea that just Ken frustrates them because of who he is as a character versus that choice. But it kind of plays off like the joke of, like when he, Barbie dresses up in a Ken outfit to take something from Bookworm, another character, mm-hmm. and walks away in high heels and he like gives a or rolls the eye.
0: Yeah, but you're right. It's not like he's like, oh, fuck him. Yeah. It's like, oh, right. You sort of seem you like if you,
1: if you cut that away, like it's, it's funny because we know and the idea of, of what of kind of who Ken is, it could be played in a way, but it, it comes across to me as like a, like oh, what's he doing? Mm-hmm. Type of thing.
0: It made me think. Except a the lot. scarf.
1: Jo- I love the scarf joke where Barbie takes, See, like, "Give no, me back no, my, my scarf." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, just before we talk about the awesome fashion show, I just um, when we were watching, I remembered how I used to play. I was to play with Barbies a lot. I'm sure we talked about this in the other two episodes. Did you we... have
1: the Dream House? Uh, that was a real thing. I've been told it totally
0: was with like the pumpy elevator. No, I didn't. But my friend had this like. Insane. I am sh- I wonder if I talked about this in the other episodes. We went down to her basement one time and it was like, we were both both like probably 13 or 14, like b- at that age, like probably too old amongst our peer group to like be playing with Barbies. Yeah. But everybody probably still did. We just like didn't tell each other that in we did. Secret. And she like took me down to her basement and we opened up this like little side door and the whole room was like literally floor to ceiling, cardboard boxes with like Barbie furniture. Like it was like a Barbie world. It was like, Barbie apartments, Barbie gym, like every it was Put like it together. Or was yeah, it? yeah. Wow. Like it was like a thing. Her and her mom like built or something. I that don't know. So cool. We literally would play that for hours, and we were like in high school.
1: <laughs> My brother had. A, I was I was a big Star Wars kid mm. and superhero kid, so I had a bunch of those toys. My yeah. brother had the best toys, and our neighbor would babysit us. And she, as she was getting older, she would give him stuff. So he had a lot of Barbies and Ken dolls, and so we always had a lot of those in the house. And I remember the only reason they would—it was—it was funny to watch him play with them because they're so much bigger than any other toy, and yeah. we never had like GI Joes or anything. So he would play with them with these like tiny toys and then these gigantic Barbies and Kens and. But I also love, I loved the innocence that there's the idea of like, there's nothing to these, these are toys, they are what they are, and they're mine. Yeah. There's like no thought process of who, because they even, they even say in the movie, like, that's a girl's toy or something. Yeah. I think they make fun of Ken for being a girl's toy.
0: Yeah, and he's like... He's I'm like, not a girl, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I'm surprised there's not more Barbies at that daycare. Yeah. That's like weird that they would have like a whole ass Ken set up and like no Barbies. suspicious. It is suspicious. Um, what other thing I was just going to say is that I remember, I remember the birthday where I got my first Ken doll because up until that point I only had Barbies. All I wanted was a boyfriend for my Barbies, like, and in real life, (laughs) (laughs) same. So, um, (laughs) uh, and the first thing I did, like I don't even think that that we had like cleaned up the cake. It was like I ran upstairs and made Barbie and Ken get married
1: <laughs> to totally like put it on, in writing. Yeah,
0: I was like, this is official. Barbie has waited too long for this. And uh, eventually, my Ken dolls, I'd have to get. I mean, I wouldn't like always get all these brand new Ken dolls, but like I would bend their necks so much to make them kiss Barbie <laughs> that like their heads would pop off. <laughs>
1: that's pretty scary (laughs) it's
0: kind of perverted i was a little perv yeah yeah
1: i can't argue that
0: yeah anyway then i got this other ken doll that was called like cool ken and he had like a bendier neck and he was (laughs) way better for kissing so
1: i love the idea that the engineers of ken were like people are kissing them and they (laughs) need to be able to bend to kiss
0: we're gonna have to make his neck bendy
1: yeah i just remember a lot of toys were ruined in the bathtub Oh, we had a we were like a you know bath time's great. My brother would always take them take toys into the bathtub, but they only you know a toy can only take so much water before it becomes permanently damaged.
0: Yeah, so I because I didn't play with like quote unquote boy toys Mm -hmm. because I was a whatever. Yeah, what what is that boy (laughs) toys?
1: Uh, Boy toys from my house would be men that
0: I've dated in the last three months. Boy toys,
1: (laughs) Um, boy toys would be like. I feel like, in a stereotypical sense, it was like Star Wars yeah, like but- for me. But it was also dinosaurs. Okay. And um, like G.I. Joe would be one. I, we weren't G.I. Joe kids, but my brother had a lot of like, I think it was like play school, like cowboy town. And there's like a medieval town and like a jungle.
0: And they're little?
1: The ones we had were smaller. They were like probably four to six inches. Okay. And they were like really goofy, proportionate. But there was like really cool play sets that had like trapdoors and. It's all about battles. Everything was a battle. The cowboy town was like gunfighters, and the medieval guys Whoa. were like weapons. Because you know we're we're boys.
0: Yeah, we gotta fucking punch shit.
1: But then in these towns would also be full size Barbies and like the <laughs> cars that they drove and dinosaurs. And my brother loved um, farm toys. Oh, they had a ton of animals. So it's always like this medieval castle and a cowboy town with a saloon, and then a ton of farmland.
0: Wow. So so it, it he's would bridging be bridging the gap. Fighting, but would you like reenact it was from fighting. movies?
1: Uh, I would. Kate, my brother less Yeah, of so. course you would. That makes um, sense. You
0: like direct a whole movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: I did a lot of stop motion too as a That's kid. cute. It was very poorly done. But Kate, my brother's toy. I keep almost saying his name. His name is Caleb. <laughs> Caleb would make, um, Would use. he had all the toys, he had the better toys, so I'd always use them for uh, for stop motion things.
0: Okay.
1: And they were cool. And I love and dinosaur toys, which were great.
0: So I remember a... Uh, A very very common plot line Mm -hmm. that I would play with my Barbies like pretty much every single time I played I would play this exact same game where uh my Barbie would be like a famous actress because that's always what I wanted to be when I was little um she would meet Ken and he would ask her but his name was always Brian (laughs) that was like I always named my boyfriend's Brian yeah anyway um and this is how the dialogue would go and I don't even know if I like said this out loud ever if I just did it in my head which is like creepy to think about like someone walks in and i'm just like in silence like <laughs> smashing their faces yeah. together. <laughs> but uh brian would say like S- like what are you doing tonight like he'd be like wanting to ask her out on a date and she'd be like i don't know I don't have plans and he'd be like well I have plans I'm spending it with you like it would be like something cheesy like that and so then they'd like fall in love whatever and then immediately the next night Barbie would walk in on him kissing Teresa the brown hair girl every time I always made my boyfriends cheat on her huh it's dark Uh, yeah I know it was like kind of sad
1: but if you if you if you were, grew up loving rom-coms, then I guess that it's
0: the drama, common, yeah. And it's like so much so much range for Barbie; like she gets to experience love and heartbreak all in one episode. So wow. that's, that's I did so that like, every
1: time. That's some solid. That's like some soap opera TV writing. Totally, it's pretty great. Thank you. My 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 through lines are mostly a lot of everyone killing everyone and having a reason to do it. <laughs> But I always wanted, like, m- huge-scale battles. Like, That's something crazy. would happen, and it would elevate, and then there would be, like, this... I think I, I saw, like, Braveheart on TV, so the idea of, like, two massive armies coming at each other. Colliding. So I'm not going to pretend that there was a lot going on there.
0: Was there any kissing?
1: <laughs> yeah, we kissed. We played, um... Because we had... Our our neighbors were, were, were girls, and so we would play house... With them, with the toys. Oh,
0: cool! Yeah. So you sort of
1: learned, like, because you' are know, things I was thinking about, and I was like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool." Like they, yeah, they like like the girls, the boy toys like the girl toys. Yeah. Um, but then I would always say like Han Solo and Leia would only be paired off together. Right. Like, absolutely. Some <laughs> like, things are sacred. Yeah. Um, I always liked the blending of different uh, worlds, though.
0: I didn't. I remember I had a dollhouse, and I hated putting my Barbie separate. in the dollhouse because she's so big.
1: That's I understand that, but I liked the idea of like Caleb's cowboys would take a ride on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I thought that was really cool.
0: So did you and Caleb share toys, or you had your own like?
1: I like to think we did, but I bet if I called my mom right now, she'd be <laughs> like, "You did? You would for fifteen minutes, and then it would get into you. You would fight." Oh. Um, I don't know. We always we, I feel like probably not. Yeah, <laughs> not very well.
0: Yeah, that's funny.
1: We have to be. We have to be honest with ourselves.
0: Yeah. Well, so like I said, there's this awesome like little fashion montage where Barbie, in a, in a mission to distract Ken and also make him weak, she wants him to show off all his clothes and somehow pins him down and ties him up. and it's, like, it's just really funny. I like that scene. He's trying everything on. You can tell he is like so happy to finally show off. Like Nobody ever pays attention to his clothes the way that Barbie does. Um, I like that scene a lot.
1: This is great. This is full of great moments. There's not really like outside of like some of the kin stuff. there's not really like moments that I dislike. I think most everything in it I find very entertaining and. I agree. Enjoyable. And everything
0: served a purpose. Um, even the build-up to when they're showing them how great the the little kids' daycare is. You're like, you're like, no way, this is this good right now. The movie just started. <laughs> like, what's gonna happen? And then all yeah, the other twists. Gets toys, into like, things really fast. Yeah.
1: Well, there was some cool, I was looking up some cool, um, Pixar is very much at the forefront of uh, technology innovations, and I remembered some, that this was the first movie edited in 7.1 surround sound. Wow, for Dolby.
0: What does that mean?
1: It's just like a more expansive and immersive surround sound experience in the theater.
0: Okay, is that what they use now?
1: Now, we're, No, now we're at a new thing called Dolby Atmos, which is, uh, rather than having speaker channels, it's just like this... Bubble of sound, and you can pick where you want stuff to come from. You're not you're not limited to like segments. You can like choose. Okay. And I Pixar was... had one of the first films that used that too. I think it was Brave, and the idea was that in Brave, when someone shot an arrow, you could have your eyes closed and you could follow where the arrow went with the sound.
0: Okay, I was just this talking to really someone cool. about this. That is nuts. That is like crazy. It's very very. You can cool. like look behind you and you think there's gonna be something there. Yeah. Yeah, these, these
1: films cool. really push things forward and I, I like to, be, to hear the other things that they did that have changed the industry because that becomes the standard and um, it's really great
0: Okay, so the surround sound was one big yeah.
1: thing yeah that's, that's like the that's big the that was the one I don't know why I googled that I was like, no, I remember a technological thing
0: well because the second one had that awesome scene where they, like, cl- they're like they cleaning up that you you old know, man is like, cleaning up part. yeah so that showed <laughs> us just like the animation that they could do that was beautiful.
1: And then, I mean, it was super well received for a while. It was like one of the highest-rated movies on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Remember, there's a huge controversy when one critic gave it a bad review. Ew! And people were furious with him.
0: Do you remember what his review was?
1: Yeah, I think I don't remember what. I think it was. I think it was one of the things that came late, and it was sort of a like, I'm coming to the party to to ruin things. Like, yeah, everyone's just to talking be about this as if it's something. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some other little facts. It's the high, it was it was at the time the highest grossing animated film. It beat Shrek 2 <laughs> until Frozen, and then Minions beat Frozen, and oh. then Incredibles Two currently has the highest animated film. Okay, which is very cool.
0: Those aren't Minions is DreamWorks,
1: y- right? Minions is Illumination.
0: It's not Pixar though. No. Okay.
1: I've never seen Minions. I'm sorry. You haven't. No, I've no. seen Despicable Me One.
0: Oh, the that's what I'm thinking of. Out. I never saw Minions like its own thing. I don't it's its think movie? it was made for us. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're the, kind of the, uh, <laughs> the audience. Um, so this came out 2010.
1: Yeah, 2010.
0: And what? What? T- when did? Um, when did Da Vinci Code two come out?
1: 2009.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. For some reason, I was thinking 2007, but that just must have been the first.
1: That one. That was Charlie Wilson. Yeah.
0: Okay. Huh. Interesting
1: yeah I I don't know Is do you have any well I'd be curious how how what do you what do you rank these three oh. do you have a ranking that's a tough call but
0: it is I think I re- the second one is
1: good I think the second one's my favorite yeah I thought the third one was my favorite before we started rewatching them and now coming back I've realized I think the second one's my favorite
0: I think I just appreciate the story a lot more in the second one
1: so I, I think uh, I don't know I think I would maybe do two one three or maybe two, three, one. It's one of those things where the least rated by no means is remotely bad. Mm-hmm. They're all in this weird. Trilogies are tough, and having like I feel like this is a trilogy that gets put in as like a definitive trilogy for people. Uh, so there's really not a wrong way to do it. But I think I think two is my favorite.
0: Yeah, it's really hard to to kind of push aside that that ending moment in yeah. three though. It just, I think that almost like sums up so much of the series and so much of how we feel as children becoming adults. And I don't think that's just something that like people our age would feel. I think that's a universal feeling. Yeah. Uh, It's just like such a sweet little moment that I almost, that I think could push three to the top of the list for me. Two and three are pretty friggin' close.
1: It's a pretty great problem to have. Totally. Just when you struggle to rank three, not because one is, because it's hard to find the one that yeah. I know, that's pretty great. To they
0: me. work so well all together. Even yeah. the first one is fun because you just never even, you would never even think of this kind of story. Mm-hmm. And then it all just so, it's so clever. It's like smart.
1: I think that's why the fourth one interests me because I, I remember reading something that they wouldn't have done a fourth one unless they had a story that needed to be told and they found one with that. Yeah. Um, I also was reading that Toy Story 3 was nominated for Best Animation Oscar but also for Best Picture um, which makes it Not only the first animated sequel in history to be nominated, but also just the third animated film to ever be nominated, following Beauty and the Beast and Up.
0: Did it win Best Animated?
1: I think it won Best Animated, but not... um, Best Picture. Yeah.
0: In 2010, I wonder what won that year.
1: The Best Picture nominees were 127 Hours, Black Swan, The Fighter, Inception, Kids Are Alright, The Social Network, Toy Story 3, True Grit, and Winter's Bone, and The King's Speech, which won.
0: The King's Speech one, Best Picture? Yeah. Mm, I do love me some Colin... Um, what's his last name? Firth? Firth. God, he's such a babe.
1: Though I would... Social Network would have been my selection.
0: Yeah. King's Speech was good.
1: I like King's Speech. I like King's Speech. uh
0: but I love
1: Social Network. And I love Toy Story 3. And I love Winter's Bone. And I love True Grit. There are some great movies out here. Inception's great. Fight's great. Black Swan's great. Dang. it's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> but... No, it's, this is one of the things where, like, I feel like there's sort of a, a mutual, like...
0: Yeah, we just great. appreciate it. So, do you feel like... And I'm... This is, like... I should have listened to our episodes about Toy Story. I hope I'm not, like, being too redundant. Do you think... Tom Hanks playing Woody... This is a character that he's now revisited at this point in the movie. This point in the trilogy series. Oh, my God. Third... This is the third time he's played Woody. He probably was Woody in a few shorts, too.
1: Yeah, there was some, like, ABC shorts of it.
0: Yeah. Um... How do we feel about Woody as a character
1: i I think Woody is a great character because he especially for kids, is someone with flaws who has to change and um change in every movie there's a new thing that he needs to like look into himself for mm-hmm. and like there's like really great messages that are shown through Woody of friendship and family and that idea that they seem important they're great as characters but also great to the audience this is mm-hmm. can be intended for I don't think animated movies are in. Inherently should not be just for kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Pixar has a unique ability to transcend where it is universal. Um, But I do think, I don't know, Woody's a great character, period.
0: Yeah. One thing I really do like about Woody is that he always ends up doing the right thing, but he has that real human aspect of, like, struggling with it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always work out for him. Like, he, he chooses in this movie to jump down and save Lotso. And then he still gets punished for it. And he almost dies. Yeah. But it's like, it's a good lesson for kids. It's like you, or me as a 27 year old, <laughs> it's, you just do what's right. Even though it's fucking hard and it's yeah. not always going to turn out how you want it to do.
1: That's, I think that's what I like. is the idea that he did what he believed was right, which is what's important to him. Mm-hmm. Even if that wasn't ultimately the right thing. Yeah. Cause that's important to, he's to always learn.
0: tempted by the comfort of like a new home or a younger kid to play with. And he always just goes back to his roots. It's very sweet. It's like a
1: stab at um, Hollywood actors. They're tempted by young and and they're like, no, stay.
0: Stay with Tom. (laughs) Yeah, I like this character a lot for him. And it's fun kind of because we've seen so many Tom movies and the last few that we've seen haven't been as physical of roles as the earlier ones. Except
1: for the running of the Da Vinci
0: movies. Yeah, but just kind of like, I think of like, did I ever talk about this in the second in the Toy Story movies that the animation the first animation they ever did for Woody to pitch the character to Tom Hanks they used dialogue from Turner and Hooch where he's yeah. like...
1: yeah <laughs> I think you said that in the, I think he told I me that probably
0: mentioned it but it's so with that like physical his whole body throwing himself into a character we get to see that in Woody even yeah. Though, we don't get to see it in his more recent film this is,
1: this is Toy is not motion captured but it feels Woody feels like I see Tom Hanks you in that.
0: totally see him walking into that studio with his hands out like
1: and I've probably said this a thousand times but his run is my favorite <laughs> thing in the world I cannot get over Woody's run and I would love to see Tom Hanks do that run in real life same I just need to I need that image like what it what it yeah
0: yeah, you mentioned, too, there's just a few scenes where it'd be fun to just see him acting it out side yeah. by side. <laughs> I would
1: love a special feature of a side-by-side delivering the stuff he has to deliver. And
0: mm-hmm. I bet we'll get some good stuff. Hopefully. Maybe f- for Toy Story
1: 4 they'll do that, because I know yeah. we've, we've heard about the sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I don't know if you came here hoping for a hot take, but there is no hot take to be found. It's no. freaking good.
0: Yeah. It's nice. This was a good palate cleanser. It's um, great. What is our next movie?
1: Uh, Mother Toy Story 4.
0: Oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit.
1: So, I don't know what to expect.
0: Oh, boy. I expect.
1: That's fun. I think
0: it'll it'll be, be the first movie in a while that you and I will watch that both of us haven't seen.
1: Yeah, and another theater one will be fun. Yeah. because yeah, we haven't been to the theater since The Post,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which has been a, over a year since we got yeah, like, to see... Yeah. Wild.
0: Fun. We've got some fun stuff in tour. Yeah, and then I think store.
1: after Toy Story 4... We'll return with Larry Crown.
0: Oh, fuck yeah.
1: And then, so we have Toy Story 4, Larry Crown, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, Cloud Atlas, Captain Phillips, Saving Mr. Banks, Bridge of Spies, um, Hologram for the King, Sully, Inferno, <laughs> The Circle, The Post, which you've already done, and then we're caught up.
0: That's weird.
1: Yeah, but he's he's no, there's a Mr. bunch Rogers of stuff. No, Mr. Rogers will be out by then. Yeah. A beautiful day in the neighborhood, and there's two other projects he's attached to. One called Greyhound, which I think he brought up. Yeah. And one called one called BIOS. Okay. Which is an American science fiction film starring Tom Hanks. Hanks will play an inventor, the last man on Earth, who builds an android to keep him and his dog company. Mm. That sounds like gonna make people cry. Looking Great. forward to it. Can't wait. And if we need to, you know, maybe we should watch Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, which Ugh. he produced. So. I would love to. would love if he had a cameo in that. Me too. He doesn't. Spoiler, but if only.
0: We got tons of stuff, though. We got the Carly Rae video.
1: Right. There's, tel- there's so many cameo roles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you there's Toy Story things. short films I've never seen.
0: Mm. Well, that's it, right? That's it. That wraps it up for this episode. That's that.: All right, guys. Um, Hank's head's. If you're interested in continuing the conversation, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, we've Instacart. Also Instacart. Grubhub. Postmates. DoorDash. I think we're on the Sephora app.
1: It's great. PodHank's yeah. Tomcast is where you can find
0: us. Yeah, and our website is uh Talkin tom. That's talking without the G dot com. Talking Tom dot com.
1: Talkin tom dot com. You can follow um Josie's exploits as she travels.
0: Yeah, at sugar and Satire. And you can also follow Daniel's exploits. Or
1: I don't travel right now. But he's got a cute-ass dog. Daniel, uh, there's a great dog.
0: And she's really cute and she's scratching at the door right now. <sighs> um, that's it. That's that. Right? Okay. Uh, my name's Josie. I'm Daniel. Hey, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening.